And welcome back to another episode of The Art of Idiocy. This is Brian Newton Fuller coming to you from Scorpion Ranch, Chicopa, Texas, a lawless little town outside of uh, Austin. Yeah. So uh, I appreciate y'all uh, checking it out. Uh, I've seen there's been a few downloads, so uh, I always totally appreciate this. I do it for fun for me, but I'm really glad that other people want to hear my art of idiocy, <laughs> my idiotic things that I've done throughout my life. Please take it as a uh, as a lesson plan for you younger kids to to not do what I do. That's uh, that's my community service exclamation uh, exclamation point there to let everybody know what not to do. I'm example B. Be example A. That's what I'm saying. Be example. Be example A. I try to be example A, but I found out to be quite honest with you, uh, example A is kind of boring. Uh, example B, a lot more fun, a lot more chance for jail time, but I can't say it's it's a lot more fun. So uh, so here you go. I'm going to give you <clears throat> an example B here uh, from my uh, wasted youth. And this would have been uh, probably when I was around 15 years old, probably around 15, that uh, my parents, we, we rented out an RV. My parents and my sister rented out an RV to drive across America to go look at the Grand Canyon from Duncan, Oklahoma, up to the Grand Canyon. And so this is sort of a uh, a tale of all of it, uh, where it culminated after we looked at the Grand Canyon, went up to Cheyenne, Wyoming, to this rodeo up there. And so this is a story about the culmination of truly, truly one of the worst vacations anybody could ever have. In their whole life. So here you go. And the title of this one, and I'm reading it. I haven't read this one in a while, so this will be kind of fun. The title of this one is called Why I Hate Roy Clark. And here we go. When I was in high school, my parents wanted to take a trip across America in an RV. It was their dream, and it became our nightmare. First off, I don't get RVs. A house you can drive? That's a little too white trash even for me. Something about traveling with your toilet is a bit gross. But as I said, it was my folks' dream. They wanted to head west just like Lewis and Clark, but with AC, a coffee machine, and the capacity to sleep a quote-unquote comfortably. That is, if you think comfortable is sleeping on a two-inch thick foam mattress laid on top of the kitchen table. So as we headed west out of Duncan, Oklahoma, with Cheyenne, Wyoming as our final destination, little did we know what lures, uh, horrors lay ahead for us. This wasn't going to be a pretty trip for me as I was 15 years old. If you'd ask me what I thought hell was like, it would be stuck with my family anywhere. So to limit it to an RV was just a magnified version of my hell. And I'm sure that my family felt the same way with me. My teen angst was in prime form during that time frame with with witty, very witty retorts like, yeah, whatever. And why do you have to know? What are you writing a book? Or maybe I will be the first to die from embarrassment. It's like, or what? I didn't say anything under my breath. Okay, I said, fun you. It's short for fun for you, not for me. I didn't say anything bad. And then I paused when my parents would look at me. I don't care if you don't believe me. I'd pause when my parents said something. I'd come back. What'd you say? I'd pause for their explanation. And I'd be like, sure, you said fun you, whatever. 
and the circle of stupidity would start all over again. Yeah, you can tell I was a real party, especially in an RV. We, uh, we surmised that the, the, the downfall of our trip began in Flagstaff, Arizona. That is when my dad got sick. And when I say sick, I mean toilet-hugging sick, depends-wearing sick, which wouldn't have been so bad for the rest of us, but then it spread, becoming tra- uh, coming traveling in the RV, uh, because traveling in an RV is a lot like flying. You're sort of traveling around in a test tube with any viruses just swirling around you. It's like playing Russian roulette, but pretty much all six chambers are loaded. So my poor dad was the unlucky one to get sick first. And when I say unlucky, I don't mean getting unlucky being getting the sick, getting sick part. It's it's just that that's part of life. No, I mean unlucky in that the rest of us got sick. We turned on him like jailhouse snitches. My dad would look at whoever was sick and say, do you really think I got sick on purpose? You know, and the sick would just, just give him the stink eye and then puke and crap our pants. Yeah, it was a really good time cruising through the West. Like I said, it went from my dad to my mom to my sister. And a word of warning for all you brothers out there, when your sister is sick and telling you to get out of her way as she needs to get to the bathroom, freaking do it. That's not the time to be the asshole brother that I was and prick with her because she'll puke on you. That's what she did to me. And I deserved it. (laughs) I deserved every bit of it. Well, the bug finally caught up with me when we got to Las Vegas. And it's as if Las Vegas isn't boring enough for someone not old enough to go into gamble. And, and mind you, let me set this back. This would have been 1977, right? And so that was back in the day when you went to Vegas, they would have a velvet rope in front of the casino uh, gambling machines and would say, if you are under 18, you can't go past this rope. So what would happen is that all the parents would go in there and gamble, and every kid of every age, I mean from 17 down to freaking 7, were all just hanging out in the lobby there of the gambling casino. That was, that, that's the way it worked. Not like today where it's a kid's paradise. No, it was a kid's nightmare. It's bullshit back then, but that's what it was. So, like I said... It's boring enough not being old enough to gamble. It's even worse spent in the bathroom of the gambling casino Circus Circus. There's nothing quite like spending an hour in a Vegas casino bathroom stall listening to guys going on crying jags over losing their life savings, dudes giving each other hand jobs, and I swear some guy drinking from the toilet, all the while trying to keep my body functions and whimpering to a low roar. Yeah, that's what happens in Vegas, stays in Vegas, like I wanted to take any of that away with me. The horror for me culminated, actually, on our arrival in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Here I was, worn out from my throat to my asshole, and what is it I get to do? Go to a fucking rodeo. Yeah, I lived in Duncan, Oklahoma. You couldn't swing a dead redneck without hitting a rodeo in that part of the country. Oh, but my parents told me it wasn't just the rodeo that made it special. It was a fact that after the rodeo, we'd get to see a concert by Roy Clark. What, that hee-haw freak? Now, I realize Roy Clark is a talented individual and that I have come to respect him in later years, but not in those teen years. In all honesty, Zeppelin could have been playing and I would have still been pissed because I would have had to sit next to my parents during the fucking Zeppelin concert. 
There are certain things you just don't want to have your parents around when it happens, no matter how cool it is. Like I said, a Zeppelin concert, or any concert for that matter. Yeah, the music would be great, but when the joint got passed to you, you'd have to send it down the line and look at your parents and act like if you couldn't believe people would actually smoke pot. (laughs) Another one is watching a movie where a chick gets naked. Oh, man, your parents would voice their disdain for the nudity in the movie, and you'd have to agree while definitely moving to cover, cover your lap. The worst would be going to a film uh, to a family nudist camp. Think I'm making that up? No. I saw a billboard advertising one as we passed through Tyler, Texas. I pointed it out and I said, good Lord, of all the things to do as a family, man, that's none of them. To which my mom had the retort, oh, it's not like we haven't seen you naked before. To which I wanted to tell her that the important thing was that I haven't seen them naked before. And I want to keep it that way. But I couldn't, as uh, the thought made me throw up in my mouth. So as if the uh, sickness and the rodeo weren't enough to kill my American dream, it looked like hanging out with my parents watching Roy Clark was going to finish it off. Thank goodness there was a break between the radio and Roy's hoedown. I told my folks I was going to go wander around the outside of the stadium as they had a resemblance of a fair going on. So I thought, I'll try it out. And they were cool with it as long as I was back before Roy Clark told him not to worry like I had a fucking choice. It was I was like a prisoner under house arrest with one of those ankle braces. No matter how much I wanted to, I couldn't really stray very far. So I took off around the stadium, bored beyond bored. I was just walking around sort of scruffing my feet along as I was far from anything I wanted to do. And I almost forgot what I did for fun at that point. As I was shuffling along, feeling my teen angst hit a new level of low, I heard something. It was a familiar sound. It sounded like, bam, and then another ping, and then a whoa, 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 whoa. I looked around to see where the sound was coming from, and as I turned the corner, I ran smack dab into teenage Valhalla. Four foosball tables. That's right, foosball, the sport of youth. That is, if you can call something a sport where you can drink, beer and smoke weed while doing it sort of like calling frisbee golf a sport hacky sack a sport or regular golf a sport for that matter but there we were the four foosball tables surrounded by every other disgruntled youth that was being subjected to this torture i swear i heard some angels sing as i turned the corner turns out it was actually super tramp that was blaring from the zipper ride but it sounded like angels nonetheless So I made a beeline for those four foosball tables. I couldn't believe it was real. I had to touch one just to make sure it wasn't some mirage. Then I had to fish out my 50 cents and put on the table so I could get into action and get back to my roots, man. I had quickly adopted the I'm cool slouch in the hey man attitude. Uh, I was a bit worried that I lost my apathy. uh, I lost that apathy on this trip, but I adjusted back in with quite the ease and then bummed. I then bummed a cool cigarette off a guy, you know, just because. I didn't really smoke, but I felt like at this point, uh, this trip, I had to make up some sort of ground. So for for the first time in weeks, I was having fun. Yeah, yeah, I'd seen the Grand Canyon, Hoover Dam, Carlsbad Cabins, big fucking deal. None of my peeps were there, so who gives a shit? This is what it was all about. I guess that my angst and energy were way up there because once I got on the foosball table... 
man, I couldn't lose. I was whipping ass left and right. My pull shot was boom, just lightning quick. My push shot, bam, just dent in the back of the goal. My goal defense was impenetrable. I was a foosball god of the outer Cheyenne, Wyoming rodeo fairgrounds. This almost made up for the terrible trip. And then it all came crashing down. As I was as I was whipping some more foosball, whipping some more foosball ass, smoking my cool cigarette, jamming to the heavy metal tunes, drifting from the zipper, someone tapped me on my shoulder. I just as they tapped, I just said, Hey man, put your quarters down like everybody else, and I'll kick your ass when I get to you. And then they tapped my shoulder again, and it started to piss me off because I was in the zone. I mean, I had just the right vision of the table between my cigarette smoke coming from a cool dangling from my mouth and my wings from my hair that were falling down on my face. What dickhead was marshing my mellow as I, my pull shot rang against the back of the gold notching into the wind? I was tapped on the shoulder again, and I said, hey... I told you I'd kick your ass when it's your turn, as I said as I turned around to see my dad was the one tapping me on my shoulder. I quickly tried to jettison the cool cigarette from my mouth, but the filtered end had glued to my bottom lip. I tried to push it off with my tongue to the point that I looked like some toothless guy getting excited about some oatmeal. I finally had to bat it out of my mouth. While this could never be considered a suave move, what little chance it had squashed when the cigarette landed in my shirt pocket. Even that might have been okay in a goofy way if I hadn't felt some heat next to my nipple, looked down, saw the lit cigarette, and screamed like a girl as I grabbed it from my pocket and flung it to the ground. I'm not sure of the protocol on foosball, but I'm pretty sure that screaming like a little girl means that you forfeit that fucking game along with the dignity that you have at the 15-year-old, whatever that dignity is. But with that, my dad looked at me straight stone face and goes, Roy Clark's about to start. I'll see you up there. He then walked off quickly, as I'm pretty sure even he was embarrassed by my, by my little girl's scream. Trying to glean just one shred of coolness, I turned to the guy that was wait, I was waiting to play. I said, why don't you finish up the game? I got a cruise. And with that, I turned around and started my cool walk. It was the one where your head was bobbing just enough to get your hair flowing with the same rhythm as your walk. And as I walked off, I truly felt I had saved a bit of my coolness. And that was until I heard that guy uh, that took over the game saying a really high fault, subtle voice, Tell Roy Clark we said hello from me. <laughs> To which all the other boos jumped in with female voices, chanting basically the same sentiment. And so that is why I hate Roy Clark. <laughs> the end of my teenage angst right there. So there we go, boys and girls, uh, ladies and germs, as they say up in the cat skills. That was uh, why I hate Roy Clark. So I will be doing some more of these. Uh, please, please, please uh, download them, have fun, enjoy them. Send me any uh, emails. I think I'm. you can go to jacobratx.com and write me stuff. I'm just changing that over. I don't know if it works or not, but hey, go check it out, whatever. But as always, I thank you, every one of you, for listening in on this. So this is Brian Newton Fuller from, from Scorpion Ranch in Jacobra, Texas, saying peace.